and go blue. WCBN, student-run radio voice of the University of Michigan, licensed to the regents of the University of Michigan to serve in the public interest of the people of the state of Michigan. For when the famous explorer Filter Antoine LaRue wandered into the swamps that were to become Ann Arbor, he had but one goal in mind, a radio station that would rise above all others, reach to the heavens and enlighten mankind forever. So if you're loyal to Michigan, tune us in. WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 in Michigan. Thanks, kids. Thanks, kids. That's marvelous. Hi, my name's R. Wolf, and I am here for Mike Perini, who is dealing with, I believe, over at, at the, in the world of professional broadcasting, he's, he's embroiled in a great deal of um, probably NPR-affiliated fundraising, which I know from personal experience is quite taxing. And so, as always, Mike, you have my uh, compassion and respect and I am always happy, whenever humanly possible, to sit in for Mike Perini on Pandora's Lunchbox, which is a little 30-minute program starting right now, uh, dealing with culture and food and food and culture. I'd like to begin with an example of the music of Scott Joplin that was published 110 years ago, in the year 1908 and that is the fig leaf rag. It was uh, subtitled, I think this was just a marketing ploy by the publisher, as a high-class rag. Well, if it's high-class, I guess we should just give it about uh, a little under five minutes' worth of our lives. How about it? Fig leaf rag by Scott Joplin, played by William Albright, my favorite interpreter of Scott Joplin's rags.
Thanks, Bill. That was lovely. And now a recording made in 1908, same year as the fig leaf rag was published. This is um, this is a glass xylophone solo with orchestral accompaniment. It's by one Chris Chapman. He is playing the Dill Pickles Rag by Chaz L. Johnson. I don't know the last time you heard a glass xylophone, but now's the time. Ringing and twisting and it's too bad, Jim. Ringing and twisting. 
Everybody's happy, ringing and twisting, some stomping and having some ring to the left, some ring to the right. One of the old soul seeking, you could cut it with a knife. Need no invitation, nobody's born. Everybody's happy, nobody's hard. Ringing and twisting, body a hum. Ringing and twisting, well, hello, Doc. I like my ham, chicken, cone and chicken, cone and chicken in the pie. Mm, boy, won't that be swell when I hear that dinner bell? I like my corn and potatoes, my good hot tomatoes. The thing that takes my ride is the ham and the chicken, the corn and the chicken, and the chicken and the corn and the pie.
That was Cannon's Jug Stompers, recorded in 1928. Got some soul food music from the early 20th century. That was the Pig Ankle Strut, preceded by Down at Jasper's Barbecue, Frankie Half Pint Jackson, backed by Freddie Keppard and Cow Cow Davenport. How do you like them apples? We'll get to the apples in a minute. And a glass xylophone solo with orchestral accompaniment recorded in 1908 by one crisp, crisp, Chris Chapman. The, uh, that was uh, the Dill Pickles Rag. My name's R. Wolf. I'm filling in for Mike Perini on Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. It's time for a, uh, a brief report on the etymology behind the, uh, the term scrumping, the word scrumping, S-C-R-U-M-P-I-N-G. Apparently uh, means stealing fruit, especially apples from someone else's trees. The British term, it's considered less bad than, say, shoplifting, but adults still disapprove, it says here. I have a report from someone in England talking about this uh, word. It says, as I write, we are in apple harvest time in England, which makes me think of the one-time rural childhood pursuit of stealing apples from orchards. That's what scrumping means over here. Americans have another low slang sense of the word that need not concern us, it says. It might sound like an immemorial practice, and probably is, but the word for it is surprisingly modern. The earliest example is from 1866. The source is uncertain, but seems to be from a dialect term meaning something withered, shriveled, or dried up. It may be linked to the old adjective scrimp, Scanty or meager, from which we get the verb scrimp, to economize or be thrifty. Support for this comes from an early meaning of scrumping, which referred to taking windfalls or the small apples left on the trees after harvest. This evolved into illicitly taking any sort of apples. It can even uh, more broadly mean theft of any kind, though this is rare. If you're familiar with British cider, they go on, you will know Scrumpy for a cheap and rough, um, though strongly alcoholic variety, which is a hazard to the unwary. Its name is a relative of scrumping in its oldest sense because it was often brewed from small or unselected apples. Modern brands that go by that name are mild compared with the vinegary farm-made sort of old which a farmer described to me in Herefordshire many years ago as squeal pig cider, this being the noise he made when he tried it. It used to take three people to swallow a mug of it, another old countryman told me, one to drink and the other two to hold him upright. The American adjective scrumptious for food that is appetizing or delicious or which describes a very attractive person seems not to be connected. That's what it says here in this source that I found. But I was just speaking with Professor Herb Eagle, with whom I'm fortunate enough to collaborate um, on a uh, weekly and actually sometimes daily basis at U of M. He's from the Slavic department. So we show a lot of Slavic films and film clips together. I was just chatting this up with him today, and he said that um, actually it might work the other way. The word scrumptious could have have meant something uh, yummy, you know, 
And then scrumping would just be, uh, okay, let's go get us some goodies, you know. But either way, um, there's no way around the fact that Fats Waller composed something called Stealing Apples. And uh, as far as I know, it doesn't have any words. But Stealing Apples is one of dozens of songs that Fats Waller composed and then did not live long enough to ever record himself. So we have various other interpretations of Stealing Apples, and I'm very fond of this one from 1948. It's Benny Goodman's Sextet. Listen for the tenor saxophone of Wardell Gray. Stealing Apples, or as they might say over in um, London, Scrumping.
Thank you.
that felt good. That was called Swedish Pastry. It was written by Charlie Parker, recorded in 1948 by Benny Goodman's sextet, and the tenor saxophone was, once again, Wardo Gray. Uh, Stealing Apples and Swedish Pastry, both from that band. And Cornbread, a big hit record for Hal Singer, one of the, uh, one of the great gut bucket saxophonists of the late 40s. Hal Singer, 1948. What do all these records have in common? Well, it's a numeral eight, and I'll talk more about that after I tell you that this is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. I'm speaking on behalf of the Underground Intellectual Resistance Movement. My name is R. Wolf R. Wolf, and this is Face the Music. I, th- I think we ought to face the music together. That's what I think. And nine programs, nine. This is the fifth now in a series of nine programs across the final nine weeks of 2018, coordinated with the numeral eight. Beginning right now with something from, I'm not doing a whole lot of uh, stuff from 1958, but this is a piano player who was active back before the 1920s and made a huge imprint on the music, and that is Mr. Lucky Roberts, one of uh, Fats Waller's mentors. And his discography is preposterously small. He did not get recorded anywhere near enough, certainly nowhere near enough in in terms that are commensurate with his ability and his gifts. So this is Lucky Roberts with his own Railroad Blues, and this is only about a a two-minute performance. And then we'll go crunching into... Oh, Weatherbird with Louis Armstrong and Earl Hines in December of 1928.